0: I speak to you all today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It has been a long and horrible week in Florence, South Carolina. Uh, As I was praying this week, and as I was thinking about today, after Wednesday, I realized that I needed to say something to speak into uh, the horror that has been what has gone on in our community this past week. And the more that I thought about it and the more I prayed about it, the more I got nothing at all. And I realized that I didn't have the words to say uh, in the situation we find ourselves. I realized that we don't have the words. And so what I did is I reached out Friday afternoon to seven of my best clergy friends from around the diocese and literally texted them and said, help, I need to say something on Sunday to this situation and I don't have anything at all. And they all texted me back and had good thoughts and good pieces of scripture. And so what I'm gonna do is uh, piece together a really, really bad quilt of what seven really, really faithful good guys uh, had to say to me and to us about the situation uh, we find ourselves in as Christians and as people in this uh, community. So what I want us to do today is to look not to our own words and, and not even to the words of my clergy friends, but look to the words that give life, and those are the words of Holy Scripture. So we're going to do a little Bible study today. I encourage you to reach in front of you and grab your pew Bible. And uh, if they're not enough to go around, I encourage you to share. And if the worst thing that happens to you today is you share a Bible with a friend, it'll be a fine day indeed. But let's look at John's Gospel. It's where we want to start, because I believe The Gospel of John speaks to where we find ourselves as a community and as a church and as individuals who are struggling mightily. Uh, I know I am and I know others are as well with the events of this past week. Uh, Where I want us to start is John 10.10. John 10.10. Jesus is talking in this section of John's gospel in the 10th chapter about being the good shepherd and about the fact that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. But look at verse 10, if you will, 10, 10. Jesus says the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. The thief comes to steal and to and to kill and to destroy. Friends, this is the reality of evil in the world, and our community, our town, came face-to-face with that evil and with that reality this past week. I think we probably don't talk near as much as we should in the church about the reality of evil in the world, but we all had to see it face-to-face This past week, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. I think it's important for us to remember that the thief is Satan himself. And while he has no power over Jesus, while he has no power over God, we're fooling ourselves if we don't think he has power over us and power over this world. I tell people all the time, and it is the truth, I say, Satan did not wake up this morning before Jesus Christ, but he woke up before Kenwell. He didn't wake up before the Lord, but he woke up before we did, and his goal is to steal and to kill and to destroy. This week, we as a community had lots of things stolen from us, more valuable than our cars and more valuable than our things. We have had stolen from us our sense of security. We have had stolen from us our sense of order. We have had stolen from us our sense of safety uh, in our neighborhoods where our kids are riding bikes and playing in the yard. Satan has stolen that from us this week. We have had one of our community killed. Officer Terrence Carraway gave up his life protecting us and our neighborhoods from that evil, from the thief that came to steal and to kill and to destroy. And we have had much destroyed this week. Our sense of who we are as a community. Uh, I remember on Wednesday, after it was all happening, I went home and watched the news for as long as I could. And then on Thursday, there it was again, not on our little Myrtle Beach, Florence, local yokel news. It was on All three stations of the national news and I'm watching them talk about the horrors in Florence, South Carolina and I almost (laughs) threw up. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, I know that house. I know that intersection. I know those people. They are our neighbors. They are our friends. Lots of our parishioners here at St. John's live in that neighborhood across the street next door to where these events are. Friends, evil is real and evil is present in our world. And evil came to Florence this past Wednesday. So then what is our response to this evil? Paul writes to the church in Rome when he's given instructions for Christians about how to live. Paul writes, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Friends, we are called as the church and as God's people in this community, particularly now, to weep with those who weep. We're called to weep physically. We're called to weep uh, theologically. We're called to weep with those who weep. Our tears, friends, are not unchristian. Jesus himself wept at the grave of his friend. Look a little farther ahead in John's Gospel. Look at uh, John 11, chapter 11, verse 35. Lazarus has died, and Mary and Martha and Lazarus are three of Jesus' very best friends. And this verse, on page 1145, uh, that's confusing, it's John 11, verse 35, page 1145. But Jesus is weeping. He's weeping with Mary and Martha. Our call, friends, is to weep with those who weep. There is a place, we don't talk about it much in the church because we're about the joyful celebration of good things, but there is a place for lament in the midst of our world's brokenness the Old Testament book of Lamentations. There are poems that express the grief and loss over the fall of Jerusalem. they are poems of weeping, poems of mourning. So we face the reality of evil in the world and we weep with those who weep. But thanks be to God, Jesus has the last word in all of this. We are not left in our mourning. We are not trapped in our weeping. Ultimately, God redeems all things. Look at John eleven twenty five. 25. I just did John 11, 25. I'm sorry. Where am I? Oh, I gave y'all the wrong one a minute ago. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. I'm going to blame that on the guys who texted me. <laughs> I was in the wrong place go back to go to John 11:25 I got ahead of myself I'm sorry. John 11:25 uh, Jesus says uh, to Martha at the death of her brother Lazarus he says I am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me though he die yet shall he live and everyone who lives and believes in me shall Never die. We say this at the beginning of every funeral service we have here at St. John's. Jesus is resurrection and Jesus is life. Death no longer has power over us. Friends, on the cross, Christ paid the price for sin and brokenness. Through his death, he has conquered death. And on the cross, Christ has trampled down evil under his feet he said on his way to the cross behold i make all things new friends we live in a world that is desperately in need of new we live in a world where only christ can fix those things that are broken where only christ life death and resurrection can speak to the horror and the pain that we feel as a community at this time. I think it's important for us to remember that the war is over, evil has been defeated, but we still have battles left to fight. We fought a horrible battle as a community this past week. The war is over, but there are battles left to fight. The last thing that I want you to look at, because it speaks hope into where we are, look at page 873 in your Bible, if you will. This is from Lamentations. And I'm going to assume that at least a couple of y'all, like me, don't know Lamentations by heart. (laughs) But in the third chapter of Lamentations, verses 21 through 24, on page 873, the writer, in lamenting that loss and at the same time looking outside of himself for hope, looks to God and looks to the Lord. He says, but this, this is verse 21, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. friend. He, friends, he is present with us In good times and bad, in happy times and sad, he is present with us when the thief comes to kill and to destroy. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And then he concludes in verse 24, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Friends, at a time like this, we do not have the words that we need. I do not have the words that we need, but Jesus Christ has the words. Jesus Christ is the living word. He is life. The war is over. Death has been conquered. Evil has been trampled down but there are battles left to fight friends our hope is in christ the living god and his love never ceases he is our portion and we will place our hope in him as individuals as a church and as a community we will place our hope in him but for now for now We will rejoice with those who rejoice. And we will weep. We will weep with those who weep. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.